0: Thanks for listening to WSOY on NowDecatur.com. This stream is presented by Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Our investment in Decatur is an investment in everyone who calls Decatur home.
1: Richland says it's still working to resolve a network disruption that resulted in some classes having to be held off campus last week. The incident happened February 17th. Richland says the college's IT security team immediately initiated comprehensive security measures to assess the interruption. They say... They're working with cybersecurity contractors to restore normal operations ASAP. In-person classes are going on as normal, and students can access online courses. Network servers, phones, some department emails, and the college's website are still down. Illinois courts have freed more wrongfully imprisoned people than any other state, but the state lags far behind its peers in compensating them for time served. A Senate bill would offer individuals $50,000 for every year they were wrongfully behind bars. Right now, the maximum payout is $200,000, and it does not increase after a person has served 14 years more at now Decatur.com.
2: it's like a war I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's a former president, Trump said, visiting the border in Texas. Who can want this? Who can want millions of people from
3: lots of bad places pouring into our country?
2: Telling Fox's Hannity in Eagle Pass that it's Biden border policies to blame for record illegal immigration.
3: 15, 16, maybe 18
2: million people have already crossed. At the same time, Fox's Jessica Rosenthal reports President Biden was also at the border in Brownsville.
0: President Biden met with border agents, ICE agents, asylum officers and others and said he heard the same thing that they all need more resources. He said they would have them if a recent border bill hadn't failed due to politics. And then he addressed former President Trump directly.
4: You know and I know it's the toughest, most efficient, most effective border security bill this country has ever seen. So instead of playing politics with the issue, why don't we just get together and get it done?
2: Also while in Texas, former President Trump said he spoke with the parents of Lake and Riley, the nursing student killed last week in Georgia.
3: They're devastated beyond beyond belief. But she was beautiful, just so beautiful in so many ways and brutally assaulted, horrifically beaten.
1: I says that Riley's accused killer, Jose Ibarra, came into the U.S. illegally in 2022.
2: That's Fox's Madison Scarpino. She's in Woodstock, Georgia, where the funeral is today and says Ibarra
1: isn't in an Athens jail without bond and his lawyers are not asking for bail. It's unclear when he'll
4: be in court next.
2: The funeral is right now at a church in Moscow for Alexei Navalny, the Russian opposition leader who died in prison two weeks ago have gathered but there's a large police presence and fears mourners could be arrested a police officer is being mourned shot and killed in independence missouri you don't raise your hand and, and go towards danger uh when others typically run away without something that is ingrained in your spirit that's police chief adam dustman the gunman was wounded in return fire after his, he was getting an eviction notice he also killed the man delivering court papers and wounded another officer america's listening to fox news
1: Small business owners, we know finishing your to-do list can feel like climbing a mountain. But that mountain is also covered in banana peels. Then, when something new gets added to your list, you're like, Nope, I'm already climbing this huge, super-slippery banana peel mountain of a to-do list.
2: At Progressive, we don't want to make your day any harder. That's why we make it easy to
1: manage your policy on our mobile app. So climbing that banana peel mountain feels more like a leisurely stroll. See if you can save on commercial auto insurance in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions.
2: Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Well, switch to Pure Talk today, and you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Now, qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and, of course, mobile hotspot. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword Pure Talk. Claim your eligibility for your free brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving on wireless today and switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. The largest wildfire in history in Texas continues to burn. More than a million acres have been scorched. It's one of several fires continuing to go through that state. There have been dozens of homes destroyed, two people have been killed. Congress has pushed back a deadline to keep the government open for another week.
0: The yeas are 77, the nays are 13, and the bill is passed.
1: A bipartisan vote to extend government spending at current levels until March 22nd, avoiding a partial government shutdown this weekend. The Senate concurring with the House, which passed the bill earlier in the day. It now heads to the president for his signature. It is the fourth short-term extension this term, and many lawmakers are pledging it will be the last. The goal is final approval on a dozen different appropriations bills on a $1.6 trillion budget for the fiscal year that started five months ago. In Washington, Jack Callahan.
2: Fox News. Well, that's something Congress approved in what Democrats called the Inflation Reduction Act a couple of years ago, a new IRS crackdown.
0: Starting this week, the IRS is looking to go after 125,000 high-income earners who did not file tax returns dating back to 2017. The agency expects to collect around $100 billion in back taxes. The IRS will be sending out noncompliance letters to more than 25,000 people who earn more than $1 million annually and 100,000 people with income between 400,000 and 1 million who failed to pay their taxes between 2017 and 2021. In recent months, the IRS announced a batch of campaigns targeting high-wealth individuals who misused the tax system or failed to pay their obligations. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Well, Wall
2: street stock futures are mixed after yesterday's gains that left the NASDAQ at a record high, closing out a fourth straight month of increases. The NASDAQ rose 6% in February. The Dow gained 2%. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News.
0: Join buyers and company on Thursday, March 7th, live from St. Teresa High School for the 2024 St. Teresa Mega Raffle Kickoff. The grand prize is $100,000. If you purchase a ticket during the broadcast, you'll be entered into an hourly drawing for a chance to win 10 additional tickets. The 29th Annual St. Teresa Mega Raffle Kickoff Event, Thursday, March 7th on WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and now Decatur.com.
3: Good morning. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today, rain and snow is likely, possibly mixing with freezing rain before 1 p.m., a little bit of rain after that, mostly cloudy and a high of 44 Tonight mostly cloudy low of 33 for Saturday partly sunny and and then gradually becoming all the way sunny with a high of 62 and Sunday sunny and windy with a high near 72. Current temperature in downtown Decatur 30 degrees. Your WSOY time is 606. Happy Friday.
5: policy texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages message data rates me apply or
4: stop 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 out guys let's get real about your hair loss how long have you been wearing a hat, hiding thinning hair, or a rapidly growing bald spot? Just stop it. You're not a 12-year-old Little Leaguer. You're a grown man. It's time to take action. Let the hat go and get your real hair back permanently with Bosley. You heard that right. Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. And right now, Bosley is giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone that texts SHOW to 200 Plus, text right now and get a link to this. This month's incredible deals. Join the millions of people who come to Bosley and see just how awesome your hair could look. Text SHOW to 200-300 for your absolutely free information kit and a free $250 gift card off, plus a special link to incredible deals. Text SHOW to 200-300 now. Text SHOW to 200-300
6: Good morning and welcome to the Friday edition of Buyers and Company. We'll check in with Deputy Governor Andy Minar. our DPS 61 spotlight a little later today, Brink Otter, Angela from the Y, and Mark Tupper and Tupper on sports. Starts now.
0: Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com.
6: Having a little bit of trouble with the headphone cord this morning.
3: Imagine that.
6: Got to do that little dangling thing like you used to do with a kitchen phone. Yep. Hey, I'm Brian Byers. That's Nick Smith. And uh, we're here. When, when did the snow come in? When did that happen? I Not that know. I've seen any yet.
3: I don't know. It's, it says, like, in the, the little bit that I read, it could come at, until, like, 1 p.m., and then you might see freezing rain from, like, 1 to 2, and then maybe just a little bit of rain, which implies that... Since it's not freezing, it'd heat up a little bit more.
6: Well, since the Cupertino people don't know what they're talking about, I like to go with them, uh, because they're much more optimistic. Uh, they're saying 95% chance of snow at 7, 15% chance at 8, and then it looks dry the rest of the day and staying well above freezing. So, nice. uh, I'm, I'm just going to go with that.
3: Yeah, the high is 44 today. So
6: yeah, so it can't be very long. Yeah. And, and we're above freezing right now. That's why I was just trying to figure out the freezing I'm rain. at
3: 30. So are it's, you really? Yeah, I'm at 30.
6: Okay, I guess it is right. 8 a.m. It's 34, though 36 by 9 a.m.
3: Maybe some clouds come in for a brief period. As I don't well know. As you got to be soon.
6: careful this time of year, as always. Uh, if the, the rest was patchy v- stuff that can be out there, v-
3: virtually no ice expected is what what the forecast said. So it's just a tiny bit of. <laughs> All
6: right, fair enough. Uh, oh my God, I'm trying to go through the Illinois budget, um, uh, and the the synopsis is 632 pages. Uh, I take the short take on that. Uh and then I can look at the uh that's the operating budget. Then I can look at the capital budget, the budget and brief, the operating budget data files, description, the operating budget detail. That's an XLS file. Let me see there. Uh, Bam. Uh yeah. This stuff is so dense. It has to be. Does it?
3: Yeah. How many communities are there? How many line items are there? How many programs are there? How much uh, how many revenue streams are there? How many? I mean, there's no way it can't be. Okay. It's not like they're writing in prose or anything. It's just out of function.
6: Well, I, I get that. I, I really do. Uh, you know, the communities are recipients of tax dollars, but they don't, I mean, th- this isn't our budget. The, the municipality of Decatur has its own. This is the state's budget. Uh, you know, this is the thing that they will approve and, and there are expenditures that go out to those communities and there's, you know, a lot of money that comes in That's via what I tax mean. vehicles, yeah. but it's, you know, you would think there would be a way, <laughs> uh, I, I, who read do you think how many lawmakers do you suppose that are in Springfield from various areas of the state of Illinois that read the 632 pages of just the operating uh, budget? The how many pages? Let's see what capital budget is. That's uh, 127 pages. Uh, operating budget. I mean, we're we're talking well over, probably close to two thousand pages when all is said and done. How many people do you think, even our elected officials, read all of that? I would say only hundreds. Well, we don't even have hundreds. Of, you pages. said in,
3: you said including our lawmakers.
6: No, I meant how many in, oh, of, the, law of lawmakers? the lawmakers, the people who actually uh, will vote on
3: this. I, so, the royal we meaning. Hey, I might not be reading it, but I want my staff to, t- to read it and pick over parts for me. I would mm-hmm. say the Royal we 30%. Okay.
6: Do you not think that's a problem? Yeah. Okay.
3: But I, also I, I think that the, the high points, low points, or things of note or change are probably extrapolated in something that's far easier for them to to, to decipher.
6: Right. But then we always find out down the road, oh, no one something. knew this was yep. in here. Yep. And the staff, I, 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 and this isn't an insult to any of the staff. They work very hard. Uh, uh, many people have been around for a long time. You go to Washington DC and you meet the staff of your congressperson, you'll be stunned. They're like college kids. Yeah. So it's like not necessarily budget experts. I mean, so they might get tasked to do something. Or or they have the House Republicans or the House Democrats, you know, have sort of, you know, support staff like in general, not just for just one specific representative or one specific senator. So I'm assuming and maybe I'm making a gigantic mistake in assuming someone reads all this.
3: Yeah, I'm sure somebody would.
6: <laughs> but are we sure? <laughs>
3: Yeah, somebody would. Okay. I mean, I mean, look, just law of averages, at least somebody has read that thing. Okay. And if nothing else, lawyers are reading it to see if there's something in there. If there's somebody looking for gotcha for campaign things, yeah. for things to change. I mean, even if it's self-serving.
6: Well, I, I know, but the campaign stuff, they don't need facts. They just make the stuff up about that. So it's not like they got to pull anything out of, you, you know, uh, the proposed fiscal year 2025 budget and go for the transformative investment to go, oh, that guy's a bum. You know, they, they Photoshop him standing next to somebody that's, like, in trouble. <laughs> they go, he wants your, your job, your money. Dangerous. Danger, danger, danger. That's all they do. Anyway, we'll have Deputy Governor uh, Andy Menar on uh, the, the PowerPoint presentation of the highlights of the Illinois state budget is 43 pages. There you go. Okay. But that's the 43 pages they want you to see, right? I mean if you're doing a powerpoint
3: yeah if it's your
4: powerpoint you're going yeah, sure.
6: hey look at here look at the highlights yeah, sure. don't worry about those pesky details look at the highlights uh, all right anyway we'll have uh, around 6:40 uh, we'll start to have that conversation um y- you know I can't even imagine what it's like to craft something like this even with best intent and resources needed it's got to be incredibly hard
3: yeah i mean you take even people that have done it at, uh, like a, a business level or how about this, just throwing a party mm-hmm. or like you're, like a wedding or something. And you're like, okay, we've got $5,000 total and 2,800 of it's already gotten to the food. How do we split this <laughs> remaining amount? <laughs>
6: right.
3: You know, you have to just work in chunks. And then when you get to the chunks, then you divide <laughs> up the crumbs in the chunks. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, and if one is not driving with the other you do all this work for all these months and you come up millions of dollars apart and go you two need to figure uh, out yeah i mean it's it's unbelievably complicated i mean it's just i mean that's why it takes, and is it
6: unbelievably complicated for a reason
3: yeah okay. I, I i think not out of like some sort of political thing i think I don't it's mean political
6: action okay it, it could be uh, you know what bureaucracy looks like. It tends to be way heavier than, uh, you know, I would assume if you go to a, a small business, right, and their budget, much easier to understand. But, but
3: they're not beholden to the people. So I, we can't just put down, like, no, 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 a no, bunch no. of money I, for uh, road stuff.
6: I say, you know what no, I mean? No, like, and we no, need- I, I think you've got it backwards. I think they're obtuse on purpose. I think the small business guy can't afford to be, doesn't have time to be obtuse on purpose. I think bureaucracy is that way. You look at the city of Decatur or district 61 or the state of Illinois and there's probably rules they've put in to like go, oh, transparency and look at all these. But I think they, they don't, I don't think they want your average human being or resident of the state of Illinois perusing through the 632 pages of government.
3: I don't think there's, I don't think it's malicious in, in, in that sense. I, I think it's just what it is and And I think that um depending on who's in control, that's where the politics go. too much money here, not enough money there but i I don't think that they're like shh let's i i there's no i mean they're just doing it it's it is what's happening anyway okay. You know what I mean?
6: You think in the state of Illinois, there, there's, no, uh, there's no history Doesn't of no history Didn't say anything even remotely behavior. close to that. Okay. Well, the guy who ran and and had a lot to do with what this budget well, we, looked like every year's up for trial for. This
3: is as Andy Minara. Like, okay. Like, hey, is, what is, is is are what, what, you guys friendly? trying to hide? Is no. it user-friendly? There's a 43-page PowerPoint that summarizes over 2,000 pages of function. I would say that that makes it to some degree user-friendly. Okay.
6: And I'm a cynical old fart for thinking that the state of Illinois, which two of our last five governors have gone to jail, uh, where the Speaker of the House who ruled for 40 years, everything pertaining to this document and everything, is now going to be on trial for fraud. Uh Tim Mapes just had his pension stripped away, which I'm, I can't believe that we even have to have a fight about whether or not you strip public taxpayer-paid pensions away from people who get busted committing crimes on the job.
3: I mean, do keep in, in mind that... While there is corruption, they are holding those that were
6: being corrupt accountable. Forty years after the fact. I mean, how much money did Mike Madigan make off of his position before being held accountable? And he hasn't even been held accountable yet. He hasn't gone to trial. Right. You right?
3: would have no idea.
6: A long, 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 long time. Sure. And the staff, like that you talked about, that would be Tim Mapes, who's also going to jail because, like, some bad Coast and Oster movie, he won't, I mean, he lied on the stand about protecting Mike Madigan, but he could have walked free. Weird. You think that's, well, not weird. You don't think about when you're watching I mean, the Sopranos, yourself, it doesn't seem weird. weird, does it? No. You end up in a trunk. Right. I will be, I trust Andy Minard as a human being.
3: And if he tells you that we're, that there's...
6: I don't don't think Andy Minard would be the first one to tell you it's not, it's nowhere near perfect how this stuff happens. But there's
3: a difference between like, not being perfect versus some sort of malicious
6: uh, corruption
3: that's being laid in front. I mean that...
6: I I just, I don't know where you're coming from acting like this isn't happened all the time in in state government. I mean,
3: but what, I don't, I guess I don't understand what the
6: accusation is. Because you make a deal, with mm-hmm. somebody that pays your law firm a whole bunch of money, you mm-hmm. sneak in legislation in the two thousand pages that benefits that guy that's paying you a lot of money. There's very little vetting. This stuff's happened okay. for uh, uh, all right. fifty
3: so years. I, uh, now I understand, but w- what I, I guess what I didn't factor in is that it could be the the leaf on the end of the branch of and not it. the trunk. Of course, okay. it is. I, at the trunk but, but level, the two
6: thousand pages, eighty percent of his leaves.
3: Correct. So and there may be individual bouts of, I just don't, I was thinking you were implying there was some level of systematic, like, here, you tuck that in, we'll hide it over here. Oh, I
6: think there's a lot of that. I, I really do. I think that's how most of it gets passed. And then you find out after the fact, how in the world did that end up there? Happens all the time. And part of it is out of function. Yes, it will be dense for the state of Illinois for the state of California, for the state of New York, any place where you've got a large area with millions and millions of people and your population is probably way different in Kansas than it is Illinois, just out of function. But the idea that they haven't used (laughs) the tricks of the trade over the years to fatten their own wallets or their own whatever, to sneak stuff into budgets to getting passed because I just basically think no one reads it. And so... Operating out of trust, which you do in your home or with your family or your friends. I don't think Illinois has the reputation that we ought to go, yeah, operating on trust is a smart thing. They haven't earned that.
3: Is it possible to earn that?
6: Yeah, I think so. Quit sending people to jail over corruption in their public jobs. I, I mean
3: But does not sending people to jail in other states imply no corruption? mm Right, that's what but I'm saying.
6: Okay, all right. I, I'm not going to argue about the history of corruption in Illinois. It's factual. It's not opinion. It is. I mean, that's not what I say. I okay. mean, I'm not how, debating what's the, that. What other, how many other states have sent two of their last that's, four governors I mean, to jail?
3: how many other states are, are? I guess what I'm saying is, the absence of conviction does not mean the absence of corruption. Okay, that's so. Mike, theory? Ma- it's not theory, Mike Madigan. How many years? Did you say forty? Yeah. So 39 years, no corruption. No, no.
6: 39 years, a lot of corruption.
3: 40th year verifies the previous. What I'm saying is he could have been busted year one. He could be busted year 40. There was no – in Texas any the other state – Governor
6: served a term of four years. Correct. Yeah. Rob Lagojevich and George Ryan both went to jail. Mm-hmm. That was not 40 years.
3: Correct. And when corruption was found, they went to jail.
6: Yeah. Right, so if, if, why, so you're suggesting that the other states are just not good at investigating?
3: Wait, but you're suggesting that none of the other states have governor level corruption or... or- as, as I'm the saying same- we have
6: way more. I mean, we used to there, it used to be Louisiana for years that that set a level for corruption King in finish? politics. Yeah, that kind of stuff for years. Illinois has them beat by a mile and a half. And so when you suggest that every state has corruption, you're probably right to some level. To the level that it's been here historically, I don't think so. I really don't. And I think large cities, sort of large budgets, lend itself to that kind of thing. Much harder to hide something in Kansas than it is in Illinois. But
3: not any harder to hide it in Dallas, Texas.
6: Probably not, or New York, Houston, or in I'm, Los Houston Angeles. Is
3: the bigger city, yeah, number
6: two. Right. Sure. But how many Texas governors have gone to jail? I,
3: I have no idea.
6: How many people who ruled Mike Madigan, when he left office, was the longest running, I mean, like in the entire country. And the reason he didn't get indicted for 40 years is because he held all the power. As soon as he didn't have the power, what happened to Mike Madigan?
3: Well, he's on his way down. On the sword.
6: But he was on his way down the sword because of sexual harassment and stuff like that that right. happened over there. And then as soon as he lost his death grip uh on the General Assembly and the Governor's Mansion, he had no more power to block or to impede people coming after him. And that's when he went down. To your point about why did it take so long. He run he, he literally was running everything. So when I say to you a couple of thousand pages, I guarantee you there's stuff in there they don't want people to know about, including legislators. And when I say they, I don't mean the governor. I'm talking about just this is how it's done. It, it, you know, what they used to call uh, something a Christmas tree bill. Cause everybody wanted to stick the ornaments on it. Like it started out as a tree. And it ended up as a Christmas tree because everybody had their ornaments. And most of those ornaments are straight up, okay, we want that road fixed. We want this thing. We've lobbied hard for our guy or gal to fight for us to get that done. But in those ornaments, there's also a whole lot of other stuff. And it's funny to me when we have these arguments, I just don't think most of the people we elect to represent us actually do this work.
3: Probably right. It's a lot of work.
6: You can't get school board members to read their packets. It's true. So, we'll get into it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, in about 14 minutes with Deputy Governor Andy Bernard. be good to talk to him. I haven't talked to him for a long time. He is a guy I actually trust, because he's proven to me, over the years that I've known him, as a senator representing us and now as a deputy governor to be an honest guy and a guy who's honest <laughs> about the failings of the state. And some of it doesn't even have to be corruption. Some of it is just ineptitude. That's and nothing
3: new in, the anywhere. Gr- man.
6: Well, but, but especially, uh, you, you know, in business, and, and here is the difference between uh, uh, the city of Decatur or district 61 or the state of Illinois right if you don't do a good job as nick smith design right i mean if you don't please your customers you don't get new customers correct right mm-hmm. tax dollars go you still got to put gas in your car you still got to pay I, it, there's no <laughs> there's no evidence based sort of like i have to perform to keep this money rolling in exactly right it just goes No matter what. Now, are a lot of good people in those kinds of positions trying to perform for the people? Yeah, I absolutely believe that. But when you don't have to prove it, when you don't have to actually do it to keep the revenue coming in at the same levels, if not more, where's the incentive? I mean, as a system, not as individual human beings, but as a system.
3: Right. There's not the same safeguards built in because the money's coming anyway.
6: No matter what. Cause you can't decide when you're at the pump. Well, I'm not going to send that money to the state or when you're at the grocery store. Although they are trying to knock off the state taxes on groceries. That always makes it, it, it does make me wonder about like how it was decided to tax everything that they've decided to tax over the years. Like when you go to the grocery store to buy your food, right? What did the state have to do with that? I mean, what are they getting paid for?
3: Well, uh, there's a good amount. It has to do with the infrastructure of allowing businesses to conduct business within the state and all of the wear and tear and and also just fees. Yeah, but
6: that wear and tear road fund thing is, I mean, everywhere. It's at the gas pump. It's yeah. and, and, and you know what they don't do very well here? Take care of the roads. I mean, if you wanted to make the argument to me, well... Uh, For me to go to Kroger, semi trucks have to go pick up X and and deliver it, you know, across interstate highways. And and, uh, if you actually fix the roads, I would be happy to pay that. If you were any good at it. Because there's a lot of road funding that goes in across a lot of different taxes that are paid. I understand the argument, okay? You can't sell this lettuce unless it's trucked in here from wherever, and that truck is in our on our highways, and they're you know doing damage long term to the roads. And so for that store to be in business, they got to have the the infrastructure to get their product here to sell to you. Okay, that makes perfect sense to me. Except when I drive on the roads, and you go, all right, where's the money going?
3: It's, it's not just roads, but I hear you. I mean, that's an example. Yeah, I know. I mean but that's what the I mean that's the whole point of fees and taxes obviously are.
6: Right. And don't you think most people would be okay with that if they actually did what they said they do with those funds?
3: Yeah, but they do just not to the degree that would make us universally happy. I mean the dri- the roads are by and large mostly drivable. The the, the, uh, on local levels, there's generally f- adequate fire or police protection. The traffic lights tend to be on the Yeah, lot- but that, that
6: doesn't have anything to do with the state of Illinois. That, most of that thing, except for the highways, state highways, and they're in terrible shape here. This state, our state roads are in horrible shape here. 121 is a state road. 36 is a state road. Right down Main Street and up north to your gig is a state highway. They're terrible at maintaining roads. And I agree, most of your local tax dollars are spent in a way that's, you know, because there is a lot more transparency, and people have a lot more access. You run into the mayor at the store while you're paying a tax, and she probably gets an earful.
3: (laughs) you know what I mean? What are you doing here? You should be working. It is Sunday, 6 p.m. I I know.
6: I get it. But I, I feel like, yeah, you're right, the traffic light works, fire department shows up, police department shows up. That's all local.
3: I was just talking about taxes in general. I don't know the break break up of the state budget and where they purport things to go to. I have no idea.
6: All I know is I know the state roads that I drive on on a regular basis, and they're not in very good shape at all. And, and it's not just here. I mean, it, it's not like oh, little Decatur, you're being picked on. Drive Champagne, go anywhere. I mean, right. I have tickets for here coming to the mummies. I, I need to figure out how to give these away today. Dr. Morris gave these to me yesterday. Uh, the show is tomorrow night, so the winner would have to pick them up like literally this morning, right?
3: By 2 o'clock today, yes. So to by 2 safe.
6: o'clock, yep. okay. Uh, well, don't let me forget that. I, I meant to uh, mention that a little earlier. I want to make sure that uh, we send somebody, courtesy of Dr. Morris, to the show
3: tomorrow. That's wildly popular here. The mummies are like a, yeah. people wanting them to keep coming back
6: kind of I made a little home here maybe it feels that way everywhere they go I mean maybe that's just sort of the reaction the band generates but yes you're right they seem to be a local favorite they're a lot of fun they played at you know the celebration a number of times I think it's the Lincoln theater mm-hmm. now you're gonna go see a show at the disc which is completely different I' I've,
3: and it's set up in a I mean, we, well, saw, we saw it
6: at the breakfast yeah it looked awesome okay We'll take a break, and when we get back, uh, we'll have Deputy Governor Andy Menard just a few minutes. Uh, did you see that Charles Barkley has decided to, to try out social media?
3: No. That's I just tough.
6: saw a clip of Inside the NBA this morning. Oh, nice. Uh, it was so funny because he's created an Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> now, he was like the last holdout oh, or yeah. one of the last holdouts. And it was, they were giving him advice and like, and Ernie's like, you know, just remember everything you like. You you know, we can see that you liked it. Oh no. And then, and Shaq told him just hashtag everything only fans. Oh
3: no. Shaq's a great social
6: (laughs) media guy. Charles Barkley goes, you mean my fans? And he said, yeah, just, just hashtag only fans. God knows what's coming from the Chuckster.
3: (laughs) Did you see him in, at the match the other day? They, they did a there was the match where they took Rory and John. Roman oh, yeah,
6: yeah. Then the two, two uh, LPGA golfers. golfers. Yes. Yeah. I didn't it, see him, but Char- I saw.
3: Charles uh, took on DJ Khaled and lost two out of three or something.
6: Did somebody carry him over the sand bunker?
3: I don't know. I didn't did see. you see that? Huh?
6: No, he was going to something and he didn't want sand on his shoes. So he Charles made his body. Khaled. No, Khaled. <laughs> made his staff carry him. Oh, no. Like
3: he's a big man.
6: Like bodyguards carrying. Him so he didn't get <laughs> sand on his shoes.
3: They were custom Jordans if it was the match. Oh. <laughs> it's weird.
6: BB Chuck. If you got somebody carrying you over sand, you might have. Maybe letting a little bit of it go out of here. just a bit, maybe so. All right, like some pharaoh or something. That's it. Just seemed weird. I don't. I know. gotta look that up. Yeah, I, there was those stories didn't have anything to do with each other. They just happened to be on my radar screen in the last twenty four hours. I meant to watch the match because I thought it was an interesting format, putting an LPGA player partner with a PGA player. That kind of gives you this whole thing we've been talking about. Caitlin Clark, by the way, declaring for the WNBA draft. We'll get into that a little later uh, in the program, but. Why not? I mean, it adds an interesting dynamic. We had so much fun for years playing here with Symmetra Tour players, you know, and, and doing the scrambles and and you know covering the tournament. It, there's just a you know a lot of personality.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a, professional golf. They don't
6: they don't publicize that match thing very well, though. I feel like I mean, I I feel like it doesn't really enter my radar, which is weird because I would think I would be the one where it would. I mean. It seems to be made for my radar.
3: I saw like an article two days after, and I'm like, is that coming up? And yeah, then it was like,
6: like no, on a no, Monday or happen. Tuesday night this week. happened, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, uh, do the weather just in case some of that turns out. We are going to have maybe a little bit of snow here this morning. Here's Nick with your three-day forecast. Deputy Governor Andy Bernard coming up. Stay tuned.
3: Yeah, today we've got rain and snow as a possibility. It could mix with freezing rain, depending on where the temperature's at. It's going to be mostly cloudy with a high of 44. Then tonight, mostly cloudy with a low of 33. For Saturday, partly sunny, high near 62. And then for Sunday, sunny and windy with a high near 72. The current temperature in downtown Decatur is 31 degrees. Your WSOI time... It's 635. This look at your weather brought to you by Staley Credit Union. Ready to bank better? Bank Staley Credit Union. Want more out of banking? You got
2: it at Staley Credit Union. We're unlike a traditional bank. When you join, you own it. So all profits are invested to serve you. Like the best technology in digital banking, better rates on loans and savings, and an expert team that knows you on a first-name basis. At Staley Credit Union, you got it. Learn more at staleycu.com. This institution is not federally insured by member choice. Proudly insured by American Share Insurance.
0: Hickory Point Bank is invested in Central Illinois for the long haul. For every customer, for every community, for a strong future. They know that through charitable donations and volunteer efforts, local charities and nonprofit organizations can have a positive impact on individuals in need and improve opportunities for people in the communities we call home. At Hickory Point Bank, investing is who they are, what they are and why they are. HPB in action is about colleagues shaping their neighborhoods and engaging with their neighbors through community giving and community action. They realize that with collective efforts, they can make real change happen in the communities in which we all work and live. Each month, Hickory Point Bank will highlight these efforts with Community Invested, a live segment with buyers and company on WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and podcasts available on Online at NowDecator.com. Hickory Point Bank. Community invested. Member FDIC.
1: Budweiser presents Pizzazz, this Saturday at Slider's Bar and
2: Grill. Pizzazz is Central Illinois' favorite party dance band, and they're ready to see you for an early show at Slider's Bar and Grill. Don't miss a fun evening of dancing at Slider's, starting at 4 p.m. Grab some dinner, get a butter, Bud Light, drink and dance all night long. Pizzazz at Slider's Bar and Grill, this Saturday, 4 p.m. Slider's Bar and Grill, located on Route 36 East Indicator.
0: You're listening to Buyers & Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com.
6: We are back here on a, I thought it was going to be a beautiful uh, Friday morning. Looking forward to it. But it looks like Mother Nature has something else in mind over the uh, next uh, couple of hours. Warming back up, though. Still pretty good for the very first day of March. Uh, all right. We have a lot to get to here today. Our DPS 61 spotlight. Got a beautiful home uh, we're spotlighting for the uh, folks over at Brink Otter. Mark Tupper will have his thing at the uh, bottom of the next hour, and then a little later today, Angela from the uh, YMCA. Uh, and we'll take a little deep dive uh, into the budget with Deputy Governor uh, Andy Minar coming up here in a couple of minutes. Um, yesterday was uh, principal for a day, which we will get into here in just a little bit. Uh, Nick and myself and uh, Debbie and Dr. Morris were at Stephen Decatur Middle School uh, yesterday morning uh, until about eleven thirty or 12, and it's always interesting uh, to go back to junior high <laughs> and think about your seventh or eighth grade self in comparison to today's seventh and eighth graders oh my god they look like children i mean they are children but it was like you can remember being that age and thinking like well i'm gonna be taking on high school in a year or two and i feel like i'm gonna be driving soon and ah oh, they're like babies right
3: exactly right
6: so i want to talk spend some time on that because we had an interesting day there and uh uh, I want to thank the folks at uh, uh, Stephen Decatur uh, for helping us out, uh, the teachers that we got to participate with and, and the principal and all that. We'll do that here in just a little bit. All right, Deputy Governor uh, Andy Menard joins the show uh, this morning. We're going to tackle a couple of thousand pages of, of uh, budget here in the next 15 minutes. Uh, Nick and I are having a debate. Is, is the budget obtuse uh, uh, by necessity or by design?
5: Uh, I think it's necessity, Brian. I think it's, I think it's necessity. It's, um, it, it's a lot. I mean, if, if you dive into the, the text, you know, the book, if you go to, um, the Office of Management and Budget's website, there, you know, everything is listed in very small font in one document. So, you know, it's a it's a lot to go through, but it is it is all there.
6: Okay. now, when you were a lawmaker uh, and I'm not asking you to talk about anybody else, although I'm sure it's all over the spectrum, (laughs) did you actually read every page of the budget?
5: So, you know, I was a little bit different because if you recall, before um, having the privilege to serve in the Senate, I was uh, I was the chief of staff at the Senate. And then before that, I was I was the appropriations director in the Senate for, for several years. Um, So, so, I mean, I guess you can call me a nerd or a geek. I don't know, pick a, pick a word, but you know, budgets are my thing. So when, when I then served in the Senate and served as the appropriations chair in the Senate, you know, it was, uh, I would sift through literally every page of that document from governor Quinn to governor Rauner and then obviously governor Pritzker before I left but, you know, that was just the thing I did. Most, most do not. I don't think that's, you know, I don't put value on that. But that, that's why staffs are so important. And that's why public hearing and the public hearing process, which is, you know, now starting in the House and the Senate, um, you know, several committees just spend hours and hours every day uh, for, for weeks um you know going through the detail of what the governor put forward last week
6: okay now these public hearings uh, uh, I mean, what, what who is it for i mean i know the word is public but i mean you don't have mass participation from the actual public
5: you know so, some do most do not uh, because um and i think that's a nature of of both the proposal and the process when governor rauner was was in office there was mass participation um Governor Quinn, you know, it was it was a mixed bag. Uh, You know, the last several years, of course, things are just dramatically different when it comes to the state's finances. So so most of what uh, a governor proposes is usually approved by the legislature, provided it's not, you know, wild and, and completely out of whack. So so the public hearing process, I think, is is as much about transparency as it is making sure that. You know, the, the stamp of approval from the legislature is in concert with what the governor is saying. And, you know, in this case, in the last several years, we're, you know, we're on five balanced budgets in a row. Um, you know, the, the the things that plagued budget proposals a handful of years ago just don't do that anymore because because there have been, you know, it, there's. Been enormous progress on that front. So okay, let's talk about that for.
6: Are, are, let's sure. talk about that for a second, because you know, in an election year, you're going to hear a lot of stuff. Uh I, Look, Illinois has a reputation. <clears throat> Nick and I were talking about this. I mean, there's cynicism out there, and there should be. I mean, we've sent two, you know, of the last four governors to jail. You know, Mike Madigan's facing trial. Tim Mapes, you know, like straight out of Goodfellows or whatever. Pick your mafia movies. Going to jail because he lied on the stand. There's plenty of reason to be cynical about how our tax dollars have been stewarded over the years. But what is not uh, up for debate is that we've gone from, what, $17, $18 billion in unpaid bills and, and literally a junk credit rating to paying our bills on time, and we've got two billion set aside for a rainy day.
5: Yeah, and I, I mean, you're right. You're, you're right. It, there is reason to be cynical be, because of past practice. There, there's there's no de- decades of it. Let's be honest, decades of, of just bad decisions. But but you know everything in the last 5 years points you know points to the contrary to that and you know but perception is a lot i mean we all know that right perception is reality in so many instances so so we we still have work to do on the perception front but the the facts are clear like you said there's there's 2 billion dollars in the rainy day fund um you know in 2019 there was 4 million so we've gone from 4 million to 2 billion bills outstanding in 2017. We, we hit $17 billion of unpaid bills at the comptroller's office. Today, you know, it's we don't say zero. We say accounts payable. Bills come in, they get paid. Bills come in, they get paid. The, our credit rating was was near junk status. We've had nine upgrades. We still have work to do there, but we've had nine upgrades in the last couple of years. Our GDP in the state the governor took over. It was $880 billion, which is, you know, which is a, a, a big number. If, if we were a country, um, our own country, we would be the 18th largest country in the world. But our GDP has surpassed a trillion dollars today. So our economy is growing, which, by the way, grows tax revenue for, for state government. And the one that doesn't get talked about often is our uh, th- that I like to remind people of is our pension, uh, the, the ratio of our pension systems you know, what is it funded at? When the governor took over, it was 40%. Now it's about 45%. Now, let me be clear. That's not great, but that shows, that's dramatic progress in a, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars um, uh, construct of a pension system. So, So things are going in the right direction now consistently. It wasn't an aberration. This is now consistent progress on those
6: things. And I think that's why the governor was reelected. I, I, I mean, I really do. Uh, but, uh, Andy, uh, you know, for folks out there, you know, who just their contact with government is the roads they drive on, the gas mm-hmm. they pay, the groceries and what they cost. I mean, that's how people live their lives. Right. I mean, you know, the union head or, or, or the lobbyist are going to be participating in public. You know, uh, stuff in Springfield. Most people aren't right. They just know what they get for what they pay, and and, and our roads are terrible.
5: Yeah, we're making. I I will say this, and you know, I I, I know, um, you know, for I mean, I think one of the last shows I was on with you, Brian, before I left the Senate, we talked about um, the disparity with Macon County on you know where is road, where are the where are the road projects at in central illinois and um the the construct of how that's done in macon county i I still believe you know tilts things against where the population is so so macon county and decatur specifically started from i think a deficit because of that and because frankly the the economy of decatur relies so heavily on moving things so so roads um, you know, become exponentially more important and are used in an exponential way. So, so I, I think when, when rebuild Illinois was passed, um, you know, which is now thousands and thousands of miles of roads, hundreds of bridges, and now, now IDOT is getting into major, major upgrades, uh, like Brush College, for example. But I, I think it's, it's worth saying that, that Decatur and Macon County started from a very different place than the rest of the state. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there because because this plan is doing remarkable things and it's and it's helping grow um it's helping grow jobs in our economy, and there's no better place to point to as evidence of that than Decatur. Investment in road infrastructure, investment in Lane Miles is helping bring jobs to Decatur, and that's going to just continue.
6: All right, what, what's the latest with the, the drivers for IDOT? I, I mean, has that been settled, or there a, still a strike potentially looming there?
5: <clears throat> so, um, so there is there. I, I will say that you know I have, I'm limited as to what I can say because obviously I don't want to um, overstep what bounds we have as in, in this case, the state of Illinois is the employer. But there has been, I would describe it as substantial progress. Um, both parties were at the table every single day last week through Friday. And um, I will tell you there's substantial progress that has been made. Um, th- there's four separate groups. You know, there's four separate groups that represent IDOT employees, all of which are Teamsters. Um, all four of those groups have been in constant contact uh, with, uh, the state's negotiating group and there has been substantial progress that I would report to
6: you that was, uh, that was achieved last Friday. Alright, that's good news. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I know education has always been, uh, the thing that you have been, uh, most passionate about. I look at the general funds and the proposed budget, 20.2% to pre-K through 12 um is is public education the institution and and I think you could probably say Florida, Illinois, Indiana, I don't think it's special here. Is it working doing it the way we've always done it? And and can you throw enough money at it to make a difference?
5: So I will tell you this, we we um we're now evidence-based funding was passed in 2017, um implemented fully in 2018 so we're now several years into this and what you know if you dive in and see where money is being spent see how things are improving you will this is what you'll see brian you'll see um substantial growth in terms of outcomes for underfunded school districts now now that's not done in the laboratory right that that's because because decatur public schools are very different today than they were even when evidence-based funding was passed a few years ago so so while the state is prioritizing new money to underfunded schools like DPS or Bunker Hill, where I live, um, things are still changing on the ground in those districts. So you'll you'll see substantial progress in in those underfunded districts. You'll see um, also um, that districts are spending the money as it was intended, which I think was you know a legitimate um, criticism of the bill I sponsored that there was no you know there was no funding police running around the state making sure that districts did exactly what the intention of the law was uh, because that was the balance with local control but districts are actually doing that now um, but but I think where where I see um, the necessity of, of you know what what is next is that things are just getting so challenging in public school districts I mean w- you know we see that each and every day regardless of where where we live and you know is that funding going to keep up with that um, the answer is that's you know is obvious it, that that is incredibly challenging but the good news i think is that equity gap is being closed we're seeing that when when you know illinois is a standout nationally now this is a massive change too for us when it comes to equity when it comes to outcomes from public schools but but i see as a you know as a parent like every other parent there's just so many there's just so many continued challenges in schools you know my you know my wife Trista. is a you know, she does social work, and you know, just you know what what she sees on a daily basis. I think would uh, would shock the average person, frankly. And and I don't know, you know, equi- equitable funding helps with that, but but you know that that is always going to be changing at the local level.
6: All right. Economic development overall, all funds, 7.4%. Uh, to me, that's the silver bullet, right? I mean, better mm-hmm. jobs, higher paying jobs, more opportunities for people, lift up every boat. Uh, why not more for economic development?
5: So it's, it's highly targeted and what you see there, um, by the way, I'm impressed you're, you're, you're looking at our slide deck. Um, we're, we're proud of that and we're proud of that. <laughs> You know, I, proud of that, um, look, I'm cheating. Do. So I'm cheating. You.
6: I'm cheating. I'm only using the 43 no, no, page I'm, document. <laughs>
5: I'm complimenting <laughs> you guys. Um, so, so what you're seeing there is the, is the spending side. What you don't see there is, um, is the, you know, what, what is the targeted tax credit side? Because that's, that's not on, you know, that's not an, uh, an outlay of expenditures. So, so 7.4 Seems low, but there's all these other things that happen when it comes to giving an incentive to a company. Um, I will say this: so there is no better example of of Governor Prisker's efforts to grow the economy than than Decatur. Um, we, we have, you know, Illinois' workforce is second to none. I, I know that personally. That Decatur is a shining example of that. Um, you know, the work that's being done at Enrich, the work that's being done to retrain. Employees, the work that's being done to bring new people into the workforce, that is paying dividends in terms of growing jobs in Decatur, whether it's Caterpillar, ADM, Fuyao, you name it. Um, There's no better example of what is right with Illinois than, than what's happening in Decatur. I'll tell you, we have one of the highest workforce participation rates in the country among large states. I think we're the highest in the Midwest. We're consistently at number one or number two. When we go out and pitch a company, Brian, um, and the governor goes to, you know, we, we go to, you know, overseas, we go around the country to pitch companies. If we can answer the workforce question, we're going to get their attention because, you know, people and having skilled workers is, comes at a premium these days. So there's no better example than Decatur. And that's why we, you know, we've had so much success. And that's why, you know, the governor is going to be there, um, again, um, you know, with, with other announcements, with partners in the business community and um, economic development. That 7.4% is, is remarkably important to growing the state's economy. That, of course, as I said earlier, helps us grow tax revenue as well for services that people expect
6: all right couple uh last questions here uh you are the self-described nerd or or geek i want to talk a little bit about quantum computing because i think this kind of rolls over a lot of people and they're not really taking a dive into this one of the things that's impressed me the most about the governor and and by the way who wrote the term doom grifters who came up with that
5: The governor has very a very talented individual who helps uh, helps write his speeches. I will say this though he is hands on. Um, he takes he he takes he takes the state of the state slash budget address very seriously. I know you're not going to be shocked by that, but um, but he is a hands on speech writer himself.
6: All right, that, it's a great phrase. All right, so quantum computing. Why is this important? It's the future. Um, it, it you know that's
5: my that's my short answer. It's the future and. Um, there are decisions being made by companies that have incredible growth potential for, for a generation to come. Those decisions are being made right now. And Governor Pritzker has rightly identified that timeline and is aggressively, um, attempting to put Illinois within that mix. So if we can, you know, whether it's, um, electrical vehicle manufacturers like, you know, like TCCI, there was a decision to be made about where that investment was going to be made. It was either going to be in Decatur or it was going to be somewhere else that is indicator, or some other country. So just like TCCI on quantum, there are decisions being made by companies about where they're going to invest billions and billions of dollars. We, we can present to them this. We can present to them co- communities that have infrastructure that is second to none. Um, we can present to them communities that has a workforce that is second to none. We can present to them a functional state government that balances its budget, that can invest in things um, that draw public-private partnerships to the state. But at the end of the day, it is about jobs and it is about private investment, and that's why this piece of the governor's budget proposal for for quantum is is about growing the state's economy for a generation to come. That's why he prioritized it, and you know we're going to have to sell this, um, but. But that's why it's a priority in the governor's budget proposal.
6: All right. What about EV uh, infrastructure? To me, this is still the big sticking point, whether real or perceived, to a lot of people about making the switch. You, you know, um, when, when is it going to look like, you know, EV gas stations all over the state of Illinois?
5: Yeah, we, we have some time, obviously, because um, before that happens, because of just the, the, the nature of what it takes to, you know, flip the switch on a on a charging station that performs in a way that people want it to perform. We're making substantial progress. The governor's budget, um, you know, reinforces what he's already put in place when it comes to bringing uh, manufacturing to the state and expanding what we have, all the way to uh, making sure that there are targeted incentives for people um, to, to purchase vehicles. Um, the state is purchasing vehicles, by the way, made, you know, made by manufacturers uh, that have a presence in Illinois. And then there's the, the charging infrastructure. Uh, which is led by, uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, the IEPA. Um, so, so whether it's rebates or whether it's infrastructure, you know, partnering with, uh, with private, uh, in, in some case, retailers or I guess industry more broadly is key. And you'll see that as well in the governor's budget address. So we have some ways to go. But uh, this past year particularly, we've made some good progress in the state.
6: Okay. Can you explain to the folks, you know, you're, you're a downstate guy. Uh, most of us are looking up at Chicago and going, what in the hell is going on? Uh, and as people want to use, you know, migrants as like chess pieces, you know, you know and uh, I, I hate the politics of all this. But, but why is it that Chicago can't seem to communicate with the governor's office?
5: So the, the communication—I'd tell you—the communication happens every day. Um, I think what you know. First, we should acknowledge this is a remarkably complicated um, emergency situation that's happening each, each minute. I mean, th- th- there's no resting here. It's a minute-by-minute minute management proposition that, that requires coordination of all levels of government, not just the city and the state, but the Cook County as well, and. It, and the complications are born in a situation to where in the, you know, the, the middle of winter in uh, of a Chicago winter, you know, bus doors open and uh, children walk off of that bus in flip flops and tank tops. And um, and there they are. There they are. and And many times it's not at a coordinated location. You know, it could be on a street corner, for example. So, so that there is born the complications of what's, what's happening. And, and, you know, we can talk about, you know, the politics behind that, Brian. Um, I, I'm not going to this morning because I think we all know what it is, but, but right there is, is why it's so complicated. So, so moving people, first of all, from, from a street corner to a, you know, children in flip flops to a place that, you know, that, that is responsive to that immediate emergency need. Um, is complicated. That is complicated. You know, getting them uh, to a shelter. That is, you know, procuring th- those those services is complicated. So, um, you know, we're, we're not. That- You've
0: been listening to the Newhoff Media podcast network. For more, visit newhoffmedia dot com.